So there's a lot of songs out there that help us to get into the Christmas mood, and every year there are new songs that, that come out. Um, well now, it has been helpful this Advent time to have such a wide variety of songs because there's a lot of, of Christian songs and a lot of just fun songs that are out there and it's been really helpful um, because as if you've been here the past few weeks, you know what we've been doing is we've been working through, we've been telling the story of the birth of Jesus and looking at you know, the, the various themes of hope and peace and joy and love. Um, but we've also been singing a few of the songs um, that really fit with each one of those. So today we sang one of my favorites, we sang um, O Holy Night. So the first week, um, we looked at the idea of hope and the fact that uh, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, uh, brought, was the fulfillment of the hope of Israel and his birth gives us hope for today as well. Um, so songs like O Come, O Come, Emmanuel come to mind. You know, that's, a, that's a one I really thought about doing. Uh, we went with Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, and, the, and the, the line was Hope of All the Earth Thou Art. Well, the second week we looked at the idea of peace. We looked at it through the message of the angels because the angels brought the message of peace on earth, how his birth gives us um, peace through the storms of life but also gives us peace and reconciliation with God. And of course, there are plenty of songs. When you look at Christmas songs, there's a lot of them that have to do with peace, just peaceful sounding songs or the message of peace within them. Songs like Silent Night and Away in a Manger. Um, we went with It Came Upon a Midnight Clear as we joined our voices with the angels as they were proclaiming peace on earth and goodwill to men. Well, the third week, last week, we experienced the joy of the shepherds, and many of you um, know that that is one of my favorite um, stories in the Bible. So they, they heard the message from the angels, they heard peace on earth and goodwill to men, and they, and they were overjoyed, and they brought that message, they shared that message with everyone that they saw. And of course, there are many songs that fit with the, the joy of Christmas, things like Joy to the World and Go Tell It on the Mountain. Well, we sang, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and it said, Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. Well, today is the final week of Advent, and we are talking about love. So today we're going to read kind of the, the culmination of the Christmas story, when, when it all comes together, the birth of Jesus, that, that moment when God's plan, this master plan that God has had, is finally coming to fruition and when his love is displayed. So I invite you to hear the word of the Lord as it comes to us from Luke chapter two, verse one through seven. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So right, this, this is that big moment. Everything is coming together. All that we've read about, all that we've talked about, the angels, the prophecies, uh, the, the shepherds, everything was pointing to this. Everything was pointing to what was gonna happen there in Bethlehem. It's a simple story of the baby who was laid in the manger. Well, as 
I was working through this and, and, and trying to plan this thing out, you know, looking at what, what texts are we going to read and what, what stories are we going to tell, and then also what, what songs are we going to choose. Um, really, when it came down to it, most of the, the challenge of the greatest challenge was picking which songs we were going to do because there were so many great ones. Like I said, there's so many songs that fit so well that have this great meaning to them, this great emotion to them, so it was hard to narrow it down. Well, that was until week four, the week of love. Now, you would think that it should be a fairly easy one. You know, we're reading in Luke chapter two, one through seven with the birth of Jesus, and there are plenty of options. Again, away in a manger, a little town of Bethlehem. And actually, when you look at it, away in a manger even includes the phrase, I love thee, Lord Jesus. So you get love mentioned directly. But when we think about love in Advent and love in Christmas, the love that we're talking about is not really the love that we have for Jesus, but it is rather the love that God has for us. Now again, there are plenty of songs out there that, that are about love. You look up Christmas songs about love and you will find plenty. However, we weren't going to sing All I Want for Christmas is You, Blue Christmas, or Merry Christmas, Darling. I hate that song. Um, we weren't gonna sing any of those because those are all, obviously, those are romantic love, um, not about God's love for us. Now again, though, you would think, okay, love of God, Christmas, it just kind of seems like a slam dunk that there would be songs available but it was really hard to find. So I started looking through my own collection. I looked on, I scoured Google and there's, you know, you can go on Wikipedia and just find tons of, of lists of Christmas hymns. So I looked through all those and I struggled. I'm going, man, why is it so hard to find songs about love? So I started asking other people. So I asked Sharon, I said, well, Sharon, what, what do you think? And she starts thinking, it's like, well, oh, come let us adore him because we, you know, adore God, so we love God. And I go, yeah, that's kind of it. But again, it's, it's about our love for God. And so I talked to, to Greg and to Pastor Greg and he starts, if you ever ask Pastor Greg a question and he doesn't know the answer, he'll spend like the next like two hours digging through books and hymnals to find the answer for you. So we spent a while sitting in his office and we looked at classics, we looked at contemporary songs, we looked at some pretty obscure songs and, and some of them, again, kind of fit. Maybe there'd be half a line about it that worked. Um, but more of them tended to be more about like Mary's love for Jesus and Mary and Joseph's love for Jesus that they shared and, and, and the love that we have for God. Well, the closest that we found um, was the one that we just sang, and it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. And I mean, whether, you know, it's, whether we're singing it, whether it's, you know, by some amazing, you know, alto or soprano singing it, you know, it is just a, a wonderful song, O Holy Night. It includes the words, his law is love and his gospel is peace. So it, you know, it kind of fit. You know, you have, you have love of God in there. Um, it might be a little vague, but at least it has God's, God's love within it. So I figured that was about the closest we could find because my, my goal with it really was to say, okay, what are songs that fit, but also songs that maybe people are gonna know and, and that people can, can sing along with. But the truth is, I already knew which song fit absolutely perfectly. It was great. It talked exactly about what we were going to do. The words are spot on with the idea of God's love in Christmas. The problem is that it's a pretty obscure song, and I know I'm really picky, but I just really don't like the tune of it, and it just, it, I just can't connect with it. So I just kind of moved on and went, you know, if it's a song that no one's gonna know, we'll just, we'll go to find something else. But it was interesting, because the song just kept coming up for me. 
But the truth is, as I was planning this one out and thinking about love, it got tougher and tougher thinking through, well, why is this one such a hard sermon to figure out, such a hard sermon to plan, also as we're looking at, at the passage, right? Because when we're looking at the passage about, about hope, you know, if we wanna talk about hope, well, there's the hope, you know, Isaiah and the prophecies there, and we talked before about Micah and the prophecies, and looking forward to Simeon, you know, after Jesus was born, and it was the fulfillment of God's prophecies. And then we talked about peace, and obviously, you know, we have the angels with peace on earth, so that was a slam dunk on that one. And then after that is joy, you know, with the joy of the shepherds. So all of those were easy to find. But what about the love of God? Now, you look throughout scripture and the love of God is everywhere and even, you know, indirectly, directly, you look at the story of the birth of Jesus and you go, well, yeah, the love of God is there. Yeah, which passage? Well, kind of all of it. You know, you see God's handprints all over. It's kind of like saying, oh, well, where's the, where is the, the biblical definition of, of the Trinity? Well, it's kind of everywhere. You see God's fingerprints all over of, of who God is. Well, that's kind of how it is with love. So it was hard to look through there and find something that was directly about it. So we went with Luke chapter two, verse one through seven, and it is the, the culmination, you know, when Jesus is born, you see the love of God, you see Jesus being born as God sent his son. Well, much like we need to read the Old Testament books like Isaiah to better understand what the birth and the suffering and death of Jesus are all about, we also need to look at another passage of scripture. If we really want to understand how is Christmas really about love, even though it doesn't directly talk about it, if we look somewhere else, we can find more information about what Christmas really means. We can understand that Christmas is much more than the birth, than, than Jesus' birthday. So now I want to invite you to listen to the word of God from 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. It says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. So here we are, two days before Christmas Eve, getting ready for Christmas, getting ready for all of that, going through Advent, reading the story of Jesus, and now, not only are we reading 1 John instead of Luke or instead of Isaiah or instead of Matthew, we're reading words and phrases that I don't know about you, but I don't tend to use very often, made manifest, propitiation, things like that. It seems like we should be spending more time on words like manger and wise men. But if we want to understand what the manger really meant, what the importance of the manger was, if we want to understand why did those wise men come, why were they drawn to the manger, well, we need to spend a little bit of time thinking about what propitiation and manifest mean. So let's break those down just a little bit. So made manifest means made visible, or tangible. So when the love of God was made manifest, it was made, it, it was brought in a way that we could see, a way that we could understand. And then the word propitiation is an atoning sacrifice. So when John says that God sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, he's talking about Christmas, by the way, is talking about the birth of Jesus. So it points forward to the cross. So it says he is the propitiation for our sins. So he talks about when Jesus is born, he's already pointing forward to the mission of Jesus. He's pointing to the cross. 
See, Jesus came to be, when we say the atoning sacrifice, you might have heard the word atonement, it's like when God took the penalty for our sin, when God took on our suffering, he came to set us right. He came to bring reconciliation with God. Jesus came to sacrifice on our behalf. Now we've talked about that before, right? That Christmas is great and it's wonderful, but it's not just a standalone day, right? Christmas points forward to Good Friday. We know that Good Friday is coming. There's a reason why we have all these Christmas decorations up, but we still have the cross, right? We aren't forgetting about the cross because we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but we remember the fact that Jesus was going to die and Jesus did die for us. Jesus didn't come on Christmas just to show us a better way to live. He came to die on the cross and to give his life for you and for me. Well, while we haven't really talked about it up until today, what we haven't really talked about is the idea of God's love being made manifest in Jesus. Jesus was sent by God to make the love of God visible for us to see. Not only do we see God's love in the person of Jesus, it's that God's love was made manifest, and because God's love was made manifest, we are saved. So let's think a little bit more about this, what, idea of, what this idea of being made manifest, love being made manifest, means. There's a story told of a couple. They've been married for many years. Um, one day, the wife asks the husband, why don't you tell me you love me? The husband says, well, I told you I love you when we got married. If I ever change my mind, I'll let you know. It's a silly story, and hopefully it's not true. See, like all of us, this wife needs her husband's love to be made manifest. Love is only love when it is made manifest, when it is expressed in tangible ways. You know, people talk about, um, like, the five love languages. What was the guy's name? Chapman, I think, who wrote that? And, and he talked about these five love languages, five ways that love can be expressed, five ways that love can be made manifest. You know, there's words of affirmation, um, acts of service, uh, gifts, physical touch, and then quality time. There we go. Thank you. Um, so we each have these ways that, that love can be made manifest in our lives. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. God has and had this amazing love for us that needed to be shown to us in a way that we could understand, in a way that would give us life. One of my favorite authors and speakers is a guy named Bob Goff. Now, so far, I believe he's only written two books, but both of them are gold. The first one is called Love Does. The idea is that love causes us to do something. You know, love actually, when, when we love somebody, when we love something, we do something with that. It causes us to step out. It causes us to risk. It causes us to do things. So Bob tells a story of one day he was standing out on his, on his back porch and there was a, a path that went behind. I think he lives by the beach or something. And, and there was this young guy, the stranger, went walking past. His name found out his name was Ryan. Well, Ryan wanted to propose to his girlfriend. He was in love and he wanted to propose and he asked for Bob's help. 
And Bob said, sure, why not? Because Bob lives this life of whimsy where he just says, you want to do things? Let's make it work. Let's make this happen. So he said yes to this young guy and said, yes, I'll help you with it. He said, great, that's wonderful. The guy runs off. And then he comes back another day. He says, well, can we, can we do this on your, on, your, on your back porch? Sure, absolutely, why not? Well, can I invite a bunch of my friends to be part of it too? There's gonna be like 20 people. And can we have dinner on your porch before we do that? And then he says, Bob, do you have a boat? Well, well, yes, I do. Well, well, how about this? How about we have dinner on your porch and then we take the boat and we go out there and then I can propose and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it gets more and more ridiculous. Eventually, the Coast Guard got involved and like they're shooting water cannons and it's just amazing. It is the manifestation of this man's love for his girlfriend who became his fiance. They did all this work, all this planning because Ryan loved his girlfriend and wanted her to know it. He wanted her to be his wife. Ryan's love for his girlfriend was made manifest in intricate and extravagant ways. He pulled out all the stops. He did everything that was needed. He went above and beyond to show his love to this woman. Well, if you read scripture and you look at the reality of this world, you see that sin has totally messed up and broken our world and our relationship with God. But God loved us so much that he couldn't just drop it, he couldn't just let it go and give up on us. He spent years planning, years getting all these things ready, pulled in all these different people to be a part of his plan, to be a part of the big reveal of what God was going to do, the way that he was going to save us. He had this intricate and extravagant plan. Well, God's plan and God's love was ultimately made manifest on Christmas Day. In this amazing and crazy story about the birth of his son to Mary and Joseph in a manger in Bethlehem. Well, the song that I loved the words to, but I just kept pushing back on, is a song called Love Came Down at Christmas. Anyone know that song? A few people, a few people. It's based on a 19th century poem by English poet, Christina Rossetti, and I found out she also wrote the poem, which turned into a song um, in the bleak midwinter. It was another one that she wrote. Anyone know that one? A few of us do. I love that song. It's a great song. Um, so listen to the words that she wrote, which tell the love of God in Christmas, reflecting what we read in 1 John 4. Love came down at Christmas. Love all lovely, love divine. Love was born at Christmas. Star and angels gave the sign. Worship we the Godhead, love incarnate, love divine. Worship we our Jesus, but wherewith for sacred sign. Love shall be our token, love be yours and love be mine. Love to God and all men, love for plea and gift and sign. It's a beautiful song. You, the, the lyrics, I mean, just fit completely. When I'm going, what's a song that's about like God coming and, and Christmas is about love? Yeah, that's the song. That's the song right there. So I really would encourage you, go check it out. There's a number of versions that are out there. I don't love any of them, but the words are just so great and so profound. Or maybe just read the poem. I don't know. Um, but it is great. One thing that I love about it is it really does beautifully, not only does it beautifully capture the message of 1 John 4, but it does what I love for us to do. It helps us to take the next steps. I don't know if you noticed that when we were reading through those words. We kind of get into that now what? You know, because it's great. As I was working on the sermon, I'm going, okay, 
Um, Christmas is about the love of God incarnate. The love of God came down and it's love, God's love made manifest. Cool. And what do I do with that? What do I do with that truth? Well, the second line of the song said, worship we the Godhead, love incarnate, love divine. Worship we are Jesus, but we're with for sacred sign. And that really is the theme that we keep coming back to with, for, for Advent this year. When we look at what God has done, when we consider the fact he has given us hope, that he has given us peace, that he has given us joy, that he has shown us his love, our response is to worship. And it's amazing how that idea keeps coming up. It came up um, in, in other things too, like you know, when we give thanks to God, it leads us to worship. When we recognize who God is, what God has done, the natural response, the good response, the response that gives God glory is for us to worship him. This Christmas, worship Jesus Christ. Don't just say it's about, that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus or keeping Christ in Christmas and all the things that we can say. The point of it is for us to go and worship Jesus Christ. It's great to remember that Jesus' birth is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. But what if it's what we actually do is worship him on Christmas? Well, the third stanza gives us our final encouragement. Love shall be our token. Love be yours and love be mine. Love to God and all men. Love for plea and gift and sign. See, we've been studying 1 John 4, 9 through 10, which talked about, you know, the love of God made manifest and how God, loved, God showed his love for us by sending his son to be a propitiation or to be an atoning sacrifice for our sin. We look at the very next verses, 1 John 4, 11 through 12. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. So it's one of those since, therefore, since we know these things about God, since we know what God has done, since we know that God's love was made manifest in the person of Jesus, he wasn't just somebody who was sent by God. It's not like, well, God, you know, he, he knew what needed to be done. He knew that he had his big master plan, but his love was made manifest in Jesus. His love came down at, G at Christmas in the birth of Jesus. Since we know that, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. And then he goes on, right? And he says, no one has ever seen God. However, if God is in us, if God's love is in us, if God's love is made manifest, not only in Jesus, but, but when Jesus came for me, his love is brought to full expression in me. You get what he's saying there? Is that when I am loved by God, when I've experienced God's love, when I've recognized that Jesus is the manifestation of God's love, and he has loved me, therefore I can help people see Jesus. So when people look at, look at me, when people see me and they, and they know, okay, you're a pastor, they know you're a Christian, what do they see? When it comes to Christmas, what do they hear from me? Do they hear me just getting caught up in all of the stuff of the busyness and the craziness and all the money and all the things that we have to do? Do they hear me getting frustrated? Do they hear me demanding that they celebrate Christmas the same way I do? Or do they just see me celebrating the love of Jesus Christ? Do they see me reflecting the love of Jesus Christ back to other people? Yes, saying Merry Christmas, loving people, sharing the love of God with people. Living out that love.
love to God and all men. If we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. The love that is made manifest in Jesus is love that is intended for us to share. If we truly want people to know that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, the greatest way we can tell them is by showing them. No one has seen God, but if we love one another and we love them, God's love is brought to full expression in us. God's love is lived out. God's love is made manifest in our lives in how we live with hope and peace and joy as we become more and more like Jesus Christ and reflect his love in all that we say and do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the gift of the Christmas story. We thank you for Luke and Matthew. We thank you for Isaiah. We thank you for Micah as they, as they prepare us to hear that story. But Lord, we also thank you for the book of 1 John. Lord, as you, was, as you, as you have helped us to see what it all means, as you've helped us to see that your love was made real, your love was made tangible in the way that we could understand and in a way that saves us when you sent your son Jesus. Lord, we celebrate the fact that your love came down at Christmas. We celebrate the fact that you sent your son for us. Lord, this Christmas time, as we're going about all the other things, Lord, help us to remember your love. Help us to live in hope. Help us to live in peace. Help us to live in joy. We thank you for the gift of Christmas. We thank you for the life that we have. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.